Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Here we are at episode five, and we are going to be wrapping up the Easing Overwhelm series today. Again, my name is Lisa Matthews. I'm a self-development coach for highly sensitive souls who are building an intentional life. I'm also a registered craniosacral therapist and a flower essence practitioner. I've been in the healing arts for over a decade with a background as a registered nurse. And because of my background, in some ways, I worked in everything from research nursing through to emergency nursing. It was a a broad spectrum for me. But I actually was really skeptical about what I'm going to be talking about today. And it actually stopped me from seeing a practitioner for a long time because they worked with this thing called flower essences. And I know this may sound a little bit silly that I'm starting off saying how hesitant I was to use flower essences at the beginning because my brain just couldn't wrap my mind around them for a while. I'll, I'll set the stage here. We'll go back in time when I was really walking a challenging path at that time in life. I was on medical leave, I had a lot of ongoing pain issues, and I didn't have a lot of clear answers as to what was going on. I'll definitely share my story more in full on a future episode, but I just wanted to share a little snippet of it today. And I'd heard about this fantastic practitioner from multiple people. I had logged onto his website and read what he was about, And I read that he used something called flower essences, also known as flower remedies. And for some reason, I was just really not too sure. And I basically put off seeing him for a while because of that. And eventually got over myself and went, you know, I'm just going to go make a first appointment and see what happens. When that first session finally arrived, I got to his office and I was sitting there and it was actually a really lovely room. A full wall was actually a window instead, letting in natural light. So I thought, okay, maybe this will be fine, feeling, feeling all right with this person. And I shared my story and at the end of it, he says, you know, I really think I'd like to try some flower remedies with you. And so I kind of went, okay, well, sure, he can tell me what they're about. And I'm going to tell you what they're about in a few minutes here. And so he kind of left it at that, though I agreed to use the flower essences in the session. He used them a little bit differently than a lot of people use them. What ended up happening was I was lying on the table, and I remember he was trying to do a particular technique with my pelvis and I could feel what he was trying to do. I could feel the technique that he was trying to use and that 
it just wasn't working. <laughs> now, I'd actually had the first few years of training as an osteopath before I became ill and in this session of seeing an osteopath. So a little bit of context there for you. So I was there feeling that he was trying to do something, feeling that it wasn't quite working. And he said, you know what? I feel like we just need to add a flower essence here. Is that okay? So I, yeah, okay, that's fine. We'll just see what happens. And so he reaches for this little bottle. He opens the cap and puts a few drops on his hand. He goes back, gets back in contact with my body again. And it's like my whole pelvis just relaxed. It's like what he was trying to do wasn't working before. And yet now that he added flower essences, everything changed. And I had this sense of what just happened there? What was on your hand? What made all that difference? And as a highly sensitive person, some of us have a really rich inner life. Sometimes it's a little unclear what that means, but one of the layers of it is that we can really feel our inner body sensations quite clearly. And again, every highly sensitive is different. Though some are really noticing areas that just have a little bit of tension through to just different sensations such as swirling or energetic movement, things that are harder to put in words. So when he had added the flower essences and I felt this huge softening, this huge shift, I knew that they had a very real effect on me. And honestly, that was probably a much better introduction to flower essences than I would have ever had any other way. By having that real experience connecting to them, and honestly being pretty skeptical beforehand, was a very fast way of shifting my perspective on them. So now that we've walked down memory lane, and though it might not sound like that big a deal, oh yeah, something shifted, that happens in sessions all the time, it was just such a clear before and after feeling for me. And to this day, I would have loved to have known what flower essence he used. Uh, maybe I'll get in touch with him one day and ask if he has a note on it. But there is, or there are other layers to our physical bodies that we don't always acknowledge. Uh, especially since I'm fairly left brain medically trained, it took me a while to realize and recognize how much our energetic bodies really affect us in life. And that at the time, even though I didn't really have a huge framework for understanding what this whole energy body was, what energy healing was about, I had that direct experience that something had changed by using an energetic medicine. Because that's exactly what flower essences are. They're an energetic form of plant medicine. They contain the signature of a flower in water. 
And every different plant has specific properties to support emotional well-being, mind-body connection, and spiritual growth. Flower essences can really stimulate our awareness, our insight, and can support our soul growth as we walk our path here on Earth. Many people take flower essences for their own personal and spiritual growth. They help when we're feeling a little bit out of balance, or a lot out of balance, and they can gently uncover our own true core. In short, for me personally, I feel like flower essences quite simply help us feel more like ourselves. They can help us to move through the energetic imprints from circling thoughts, anxiety, low confidence, and of course, overwhelm. Now, there's a long, long list of different flower essences out there, and if you've ever used something called Rescue Remedy, you have already used flower essences. Now, Edward Bach is an Englishman that in the early 1900s went and discovered, created, brought to the world this wonderful system of healing that was really focused on the mental state of the person. It was focused on their emotions and their thoughts. And he had a lot of deep ideas. He was a medical doctor at the time, as well as a homeopath. He wanted to create this new system that really acknowledged more of the person, the whole person. He acknowledged that our thoughts, our emotions can impact us on a very physical level. And he speaks pretty clearly and pretty in-depth about how the more one can know oneself, the more they can heal themselves. And in different words, I really think of it as flower essences fostering self-reflection and self-awareness. Because in order to select remedies, we have to pause and sink into how we're feeling we get a chance to notice and be curious about our more challenging states. Instead of pushing them away into the subconscious, we get to gently explore them, either with a practitioner, with someone helping you walk that process, or on your own, as they can be a wonderful self-help practice as well. So when we can look at how we're feeling and look at in our context here today, and look at what has led to overwhelm, we can really start to shift these patterns. Now, I feel like self-awareness and flower essences go absolutely hand in hand in the whole process from both selecting the flower essences through to noticing the changes. Remember before when I said they foster insight, they foster a sense of more knowledge about why we do something. They can help bring an extra level of awareness about a problem. That's one of the things I really love about them. Because they aren't just quote-unquote symptom management. 
they're going deeper into the challenges that we face to help shed more light on them in both a literal and a metaphorical sense. They help shed more light on why we get overwhelmed. I'd originally sat down thinking, oh, I'll write out some of the key essences to use for overwhelm for this episode. And very quickly, the list, of course, got very long. And I went, huh, I think I need to say something else about overwhelm first. And that the more we can step back and start to see the patterns that have led to our overwhelm, the more we're likely to be able to find a way through it. Before I mentioned Rescue Remedy, it's also known as Five Flower Blend, and I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more on that one because it is one of the quintessential flower essences that is really A, easy to find, And B, it is a great way of just starting to play with flower essences. I feel like so much more lightness and joy and playfulness has come into my life now that I've been working with flower essences for a number of years now. So anyway, getting back to Rescue Remedy. This is a remedy that has very broad applications, and it actually has five different flower essences in it. So this is a remedy that Dr. Bach made for times of stress, for crisis, for overwhelm, and you can use it for situations in the moment where you're feeling that stress and that overwhelm. It can help bring a sense of ease within you. And just for me, it's one of those instant moments that I can just take a breath again recenter and just feel a bit calmer. I actually used this remedy a lot when I was going back to nursing work after being off for nearly two years on medical leave. I was pretty nervous about going back. I was was pretty stressed uh, to say the least yet felt well enough and strong enough to ease back into nursing. And Rescue Remedy was something I had in my bag every single day. And I cannot tell you how helpful it was to know I could just grab a quick bathroom break and go take this Rescue Remedy. I also would hop into the supply closet if need be, anywhere, anytime. Now, they come in small little bottles, either a spray or a dropper bottle, so they're pretty easy to take anywhere. And I really found this made a difference in just settling my nerves again. Now, that's not to say that these are going to feel the same as, say, a pharmaceutical drug, because, again, we're going to a different level here. We're working on more an energetic level. But for me, that trickles down to a physical level pretty quickly. I find that many highly sensitives, well, not I find many, it's well known that many highly sensitives are quite sensitive to caffeine, to drugs of any types, to stimulants. This is some of Elaine Aaron's research, and she is the one who first wrote the highly sensitive person, kind of started this movement and awareness 
around highly sensitive people. Highly recommend her work as an aside. It's incredible. So knowing that we can be quite sensitive to, say, even a cup of coffee. I I remember having to time when I used to drink coffee. I remember having to time if I still had some nursing clients in the day that needed IVs, I wouldn't be able to have my coffee yet because it would make my hands shake just a little bit. Obviously, no one wants a nurse with shaky hands when doing something like that. So I find for highly sensitives, flower essences can be a wonderful and gentle way, yet still very powerful and very real way of working with overwhelm. I'm going to give you a few different examples of flower essences that can help with this, but know that it's almost the the beginning of a rabbit hole. There are so, so many to explore. There are 38 in Dr. Bach's system, and I work with a lot of flower essences that I've made myself, which I'm incredibly grateful for. That process is very humbling and very spiritual in itself to make flower essences, I'll share more on that in the spring. And I also work with a lot of flower essences from Flower Essences Services, or FES. So I'll abbreviate them a bit or reference them a bit here and there. And they're in California. And there's currently over 120 essences that I work with right now. That's why I love meeting with people, supporting them through the process of co-creating a blend where we'll explore some of the challenges and some of the layers that are showing up, as well as the goals and intentions they have for their life. And I'll suggest some flower essences based off that and make sure that they resonate and fit with that person. This is a bit of a paradigm shift. This isn't just a prescriptive, oh, here's your remedy, off you go. This is much more an exploration into the rhythms and patterns and emotions behind what is showing up for that person specifically in their own life. And the reason why when I started writing down the the list of essences for overwhelm that I mentioned earlier, the reason why the list got so long is because there's so many reasons. There's so many layers in what leads to overwhelm. So I'm going to dive into a flower essence called Century. If you're a person that has difficulty saying no, if you're a person that tends to just say yes to everybody and almost feels like maybe they're a little bit more important, maybe unconsciously even stepping into that sort of service role and automatically that makes us tend to take more on and tend to feel more easily overwhelmed because our plate is more full. And also because we are not doing our work in that case. And it can be very unfulfilling. Saying not able to say no to people means eventually we're also saying no to our own work, our own calling in this life. So in that case, we'd be exploring if century flower essence would be helpful as it can help bolster that sense of strength in saying no when it's needed. As Patricia Kaminsky says, to serve others from an inner strength while nourishing one's own needs and acting from that strength of purpose. 
for those that find themselves in this situation of acting to please or being a people pleaser, century can be one to explore. And I also just want to name here that patterns such as this, this difficulty saying no, there's many layers within this, often going back to our attachment style from early childhood, earlier traumas. There is a, there's a lot in this. So I wanted to just name a few flower essences to give you a sense and an idea of what they're all about. And as many highly sensitives are very considerate, very conscientious of other people and their needs, it can be challenging to say no. I know I have struggled with this and may well get in situations again where I struggle with this. So it's not necessarily about taking a flower essence and then boom, you never have that issue again. Because healing often occurs in a spiral. What I mean by that is you may feel like, oh, okay, I've kind of dealt with this issue. I never have to encounter it again. Yet, if you picture a spiral, like an upward moving shape, you may come back to that similar sort of challenge later in life and think, wow, I thought I dealt with this, but you're actually in a different place looking at it from a different perspective and working on it from a different layer. So sometimes century is something people will work with lifelong. This is what I really want to get away from, this sort of reductionist way of looking at healing of, here, here's your issue. Take this flower essence. You never have to worry about it again. It's not about suppressing the symptom or suppressing what's going on, but about bringing light to it and flooding the self with the nourishing qualities of help from the plants. I find that one of my favorite definitions of flower essences is soul helpers from the plant spirit world. And as I have deepened into my spirituality and connection with nature, that definition speaks to me more and more. Let's shift over and talk about elm for a few moments here. Elm is very much a classic overwhelm essence and one that was also reiterated and suggested by a wonderful listener of the podcast. And thank you for that. You know who you are. Really, really love elm. Uh, I do believe it's one of the first ones I ended up buying because it resonated so much with me. Elm is for those that can find themselves in almost a crisis of responsibility. When you feel like you have too much responsibility or too much resting on your shoulders, and this may come after, say, a graduation or taking on a new role for new moms that are all of a sudden hit with this, oh my gosh, I have a human to look after feeling. I'm just going to quote a few sentences from the Flower Essence Repertory by Richard Katz and Patricia Kaminsky, because I love these few sentences. I feel like they sum up Elm in relation to highly sensitives so well. So they say, Becoming responsible requires that one rightly assess one's ability to respond. Over-perfectionist or unrealistic goals can result in fatigue and overwhelm at a later point when the individual is simply unable to measure up to the tasks assumed. 
feelings of self-doubt, despondency, and deep feelings of loneliness can set in, when the soul feels it must face an overwhelming task relying solely on its own ego forces. It is necessary at these times to shift the identity from that of the hero or rescuer to an alignment with the true energy and inspiration of the higher self. So you may be able to even see how century, the essence around difficulty saying no, and elm, that essence for feeling overwhelmed and that sort of crisis of responsibility, can actually fit together in a blend. And you can maybe imagine how a people-pleasing kind of yes person saying yes to everything can find themselves in that situation of, oh my gosh, how am I going to meet all these commitments? How am I going to also fulfill these commitments to the level that I'm happy with? As many highly sensitives are on the perfectionist side of things too, and taking these two flower essences, century and elm, as a blend can help to show that person the patterns and bring some insight into why they fall into this similar situation again and how to shift out of that to really stand on their own two feet and to develop this sense of inner confidence to complete the tasks that they take on. As a side note, Elm can also be great for new projects, for big projects, like starting a book or creating an online course, when it just feels like there's so much to do that you are overwhelmed before even beginning. So those are just two examples, three if you include Rescue Remedy, of some different flower essences that can work with overwhelm. And a key with flower essences is selecting remedies that resonate with where you are at, that resonate with the challenge that you're going through. So if neither of these really speak to you, the elm or the century, like, eh, not as much of a problem for me, then it's important to keep exploring and seeing which ones really resonate. An experience I've had over and over when reading about flower essences is like reading about my own inner thoughts and inner states that I thought no one else went through and realizing that, oh, okay, this, this is a common experience for people. I'm not the only one going through it. And there's this wonderful plant that can help support me in this. So if you haven't picked up that I am absolutely in love and adore flower essences, and this is why I work with people to create their blends with them, then know that's definitely a huge element of my work. And there's so many other essences I could go through today. I'll briefly skim through a few more. There is a very common one that I use a lot named Pink Yarrow, which is for those that tend to take on the emotions of others, where their aura, sort of personal energy sphere around them, is perhaps a bit porous or absorbent of other people's energy. So instead of taking on everyone else's emotions, pink yarrow can help to shift that awareness and can help a person see 
this is mine, these emotions are, and that is not mine. In a gentle, loving way, Pinky Arrow is a lot about restoring those emotional boundaries. So if you're a person that feels overwhelmed because you're taking on a lot of the emotions of others, Pinky Arrow may be one to consider as well. Cedar Essence, which is one that I made a few years ago now, I find really helpful for grounding and protection which brings a feeling of emotional stability. It can feel like you're coming up for air if you've been stuck in kind of a whirlwind of chaotic feelings. Lavender is another flower essence that I feel really describes the difference between flower essences and herbal remedies. Though as a small aside, flower essences are technically classified as a herbal remedy because they are made using the physical plant, either through solar energy from the sun or being lightly boiled. Discussion for another day, I won't get too sidetracked there with that. So many people, when they think of lavender, they think of, oh, it's quite calming. If you feel really quite stressed, it's very soothing. And I love what one of my teachers have said on lavender flower essence is that it's just an octave up from, say, lavender essential oil. It's an octave up energetically. And to just paraphrase from the FES repertory, it's for those who are really quite mentally active with a strong attraction to spiritual practices and meditation. However, a person that may benefit from lavender flower essence they may absorb more high-vibration spiritual energy than they can actually process through their physical body. So this can lead to feelings of being high-strung or wound up. Often there is an energy congestion in the head, which may lead to headaches or neck and shoulder tension. There may be insomnia And in general, lavender will first help to soothe that person at a really deep level and then can help to teach them how to moderate and regulate this spiritual energy into an amount that they can use within their physical body as well. Can help to balance that head and body state if there is an overstimulation of these mental or spiritual forces. So I find lavender quite soothing, quite calming, especially if in general I just feel I have a lot of energy around my head. And as many HSPs are drawn to exploring the meaning of life, drawn to exploring spiritual practices, I find this one pops up fairly often when exploring when someone is overwhelmed. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit now to talking about some different aspects around overwhelm and a bit of a wrap up. Though if you are curious to learn more about flower essences, feel welcome to head to my website, combinationhealing.ca and look for the flower essences up the top. 
Hopefully you've seen over this episode how there are different aspects of a person, either their personality or their life, that can lead to overwhelm. So it's not such a simple practice as do this equals no more overwhelm. This is a deep evolution of ourselves and our learning to ease overwhelm. And as I wrap up this series on easing overwhelm, you may have noticed that I haven't covered some of the foundational practices that can be incredibly supportive. Things like grounding, meditation, emotional regulation, And the list could continue on quite a long ways on something a person can do to ease overwhelm. But I included these four different areas, looking at transition time, looking at our nervous system and soothing sensation, living within our inner rhythms, and beginning to explore more energetic practices and nature-based practices through flower essences. I chose these sort of four areas because they felt like something you may not have heard as much about. So I don't want to detract from the importance of, say, grounding or meditation, as well as counseling, therapies, doing deep healing work. But I just wanted to bring you something a little bit different. And I hope you've enjoyed this series. As we are highly sensitive, we are going to experience overwhelm. As we're a human, we're going to experience overwhelm. And that's not a bad thing all the time. There is medicine and overwhelm as well, as it can point the way to what isn't working as well in life. A lot of times it is our habits that we may not be conscious of that are landing us in overwhelm again and again. As an example, one of the habits that I have long shifted was to check my phone first thing in the morning. When I did that, say checking email and checking social media, I would fall into a state of overwhelm almost instantly. And I realized this is just a habit. This can be shifted. I can change this. So know that if you find yourself falling into overwhelm again and again, there are a number of different things that you can look at, supportive practices, bringing in flower essences, bringing in support from friends or from other practitioners. But often easing overwhelm comes back to habits. And this is what I mean by building an intentional life. It's by reflecting on what isn't working so well and how do I shift that in a gentle way yet a consistent way. I'm going to be holding a series called Unplug, Reclaim Your Focus. It's going to be free. You don't even have to sign up to take part in it. And I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram. I'm going to be sharing practices all around unplugging from your phone and technology to reclaim that mental spaciousness, reclaim more of your focus, and dive into your creativity I'm hearing this a lot from people and have struggled with this myself, that you go to check one thing on your phone and look up and in 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour has gone by. And there's that sense of kind of glazed, overloaded, overstimulated, 
feeling that then makes it hard to do what you wanted to do in the first place. A lot of us have dreams and aspirations and deep work that we want to do in life, yet it might feel like we've lost that space to actually do it. So this Unplugged series is going to pop up with a simple suggestion every day to start rewiring your connection and relationship to your phone. So if that jumps out at you, keep an eye out on Instagram. I'll put the link in the show notes. And you can search for me at Combination Healing is my handle. And I'm going to start this practice on January 25th through to January 29th. I'll be holding a free circle at the end of this Unplugged Challenge Week so that you can meet with others who went through the practices reflect on how it went for you, and just notice which habits you're going to take forward and which you're going to shift. So there will be a little email sign up for that portion, and I'll add that into the show notes when it's ready. Though you can keep an eye out for it on Instagram as well in the coming days. Lastly, as a little reminder, we have our next Nature Spirit Circle this January 16th tomorrow actually, and we are going to be diving into visioning, vision boarding for the new year. So it actually ties in quite closely to the unplug challenge if that so resonates with you. All the information is on my website, combinationhealing.ca forward slash events. I hope you've enjoyed this Easing Overwhelm series. Hopefully you've got some new ideas and new practices that you can bring into your everyday life. And as a little reminder, I said this right at the start of the series in episode two, I thought I'd wrap it up with it as well, a standard disclaimer that none of the information in these episodes is medical advice or psychological advice, hasn't been approved by Health Canada, and that these are really inspirations and ideas from both my life, my work, my research that I'm sharing so that you can build a beautiful intentional life while easing overwhelm. If you haven't checked out the earlier episodes, you can listen from episode two, three, four, and today's five, all as part of this series. And I invite you to just choose one element that you're going to weave into your life that resonates with you. And if you have a friend that you think, hey, I actually reckon this person's highly sensitive as well. And maybe if they're a plant lover that hasn't heard of flower essences, I invite you, if you'd like, to share this with them, to spread the word, to grow the community here and this podcast. If you felt called to rate, review, or subscribe to this podcast, that would be lovely as well. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day and that you can begin weaving in some of these practices into your life so that you can thrive with the gifts of being highly sensitive. Keep an eye out for the next episode coming soon. And in the meantime, be well and bye for now.